Hello, you're listening to Music and Film Saves the World podcast with me, Chris Rice. This is just a little disclaimer before you listen to this Taylor Swift episode. I have been having issues with my podcast microphone. So at the first 10 minutes of this recording, um, you'll hear a bit of a, 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 a bit of a sound at the background, which is a little bit annoying, but I've tried to reduce it as much as I can with the software that I have. At about 10 minutes, I, the mic completely cut out and Simon and I had to use the microphone on the computer so i hope it doesn't spoil your enjoyment it's only for the first 10 minutes and then the rest of it is much better audio thank you for listening please enjoy this is the music and film saves the world podcast taylor swift ranking thank you hello and welcome to music and film saves the world podcast and i'm here today with my good friend simon bridgman Hello. Hello, Simon. And today we've been—I've been promising this for quite a while, actually. So today we are ranking the Taylor Swift albums. Now, my good friend Simon is a, a big fan of of Tay Tay, and uh, which is a strange nickname. And um, so we're going to be ranking the albums. And it's for any Taylor Swift fans out there. We're not—you know—we're not going to. We're all, it's all about being positive, and to rank, ranking them is just a way of speaking about each album. Yep. It's a uh, personal preference only. Yep, it's, this is definitely my personal preference. It's not about the quality of what everything, it's how it makes me feel, basically, is how I've ranked it. And also, if, if you're anything like me, Simon, when it comes to ranking the Beatles, my least favourite Beatles album, I still love. So it's not like... Um, <laughs> it's not like and listening to all the Taylor Swift albums, we've had to do a bit more. Uh, I'm not so... Um, accustomed to it or used to them I like them all I do like them all so that it's just personal preference I think she's obviously she's recently become that level of artist I would say equaling almost reminds me of Madonna in the 80s and 90s as yeah. far as that as Michael Jackson yep she's the dominant person now yeah it's like you know and it just doesn't just do well on streaming she does well on physical media and cinema films and everything I mean it's incredible really so um, yeah and I think also what's amazing is actually this level of fame has taken a little bit of a while to get to, whereas a lot of people get to that fame quite quickly when they're that big. Yeah, Not yeah. all the time. Second, third album or Not, whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Madonna, it was her second album, more or less, that really made her the superstar. Well, even um, now, you've Ed Sheeran and Adele are both... I mean, Adele's only had four albums. Yeah. But, I mean, by the second, it was already... Yeah, she was massive yeah, and yeah. same Ed Sheeran. And really, with Taylor Swift, it's really... The fourth one when, I know Love Story had was a hit in the UK, but it was really the fourth album which really sort of hit big uh, in the UK red. And that's really when, globally, that's when it sort of all exploded. But it's almost been like, especially with the, the amount of albums she's released over the last five or six years, it's almost increased even more so. So, um, yeah. Um, anyway, so let's crack on. So... What we'll do, how we'll do this time, is how I, uh, I do my rankings nowadays. So I used to do it in a different way, but this is easier. Basically, I say my, now what is, are we on? 11? 10. Is it 10? So I'll do, let me just write these down. So we're not going to, we're in, we, ha, we had a little debate of it. We we're going to call, we we're going to use the Taylor's versions and the original version as one because I think it gets too complex if we're trying to separate them. But what might happen is some of the new tracks on the Taylor's version might have, might have put up, pushed up the album in our, in, in our thinking, in our ranking. So what we're going to do is 10 albums. I'll do my number 10. Simon will then do his number 10, etc., etc. Actually, I might get Simon to do it first, actually. So we'll do it that way. Um, so, yeah, so let's get going. And also, maybe at the end, maybe just you just tell me a couple of what your favourite tracks are. I haven't, um, of all of them, all, okay. I haven't really uh, written any down myself, but I've got, I have a couple off my head, which I know. So. I have listed all of them. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, what's your number 10 song? Uh, I know you're not going to like it, but I put Reputation at number 10. Okay. I listen to, and obviously, you know, I know which will be number 10, which will be like, I guess, uh, Taylor Swift. Um, I listen to both. I still just don't get reputation. Yeah. I'm I'm sort of waiting for the Taylor version and thinking maybe that will recover it and maybe it'll bring it back to me. But listening again, I still just don't get it. It's, it's the one album of hers I just don't get. I listen and I enjoy bits of it, but I just don't enjoy it. All the others, are, 
usually I start, apart from the number one, I get into it and it grows into me. And I'm maybe not brilliant on the first word listening, but by second or third, I love it. Yeah. I just don't get it, reputation. I just don't, I don't, to me, that that whole style is not Taylor. Yeah. It's, there's plenty of artists who can do that sort of more edgy, moody sort of album. I get the, where she was in the state of the, of the time, how like we talked about, you know, she was picked on and everything else and at that point of time yeah. and, it, and it was anti-Taylor time. I get that and I get what the album's for, but I just don't get it. Well, she's, yeah, she's turned that around. <laughs> she, has turned, she has turned that around. Actually, well, one of the best career turned well, I mean, her career wasn't going down the doldrums by any means, but in terms of reputation, it definitely has turned around, which I obviously was quite clearly from what I've seen of her and read of her, and obviously that's all you can judge by. Um, I probably was very unjustified at the time anyway. Um, I think it's the normal of people who peak yeah, um, and then... They like to slam them. I, yeah. I would guess she might well get another hit in the next year or two because she's there at this yeah, peak. Yeah. And then... She's had like a second peak. Yeah, yeah. There. And then so they always like to bring yeah, people down. Yeah. Well, um, to be honest, Madonna had a similar thing. Um, you know, when she was doing all that, the Erotica album and all that type, she went that way. Even though she was still selling and popular, and uh, she did have a bit of a bashing. And then it sort of, when she did start doing the Ray of Lights stuff, late 90s, early 90s, it went up again didn't it mm. it's sort of stayed there since Robbie Williams is a, in for UK artists is similar when Take That came back sometimes it's when they do a slightly different album as well Reputation's a slightly different album from what came before Rude Box was a slightly different album from what came before we're not comparing they're not similar but um, and then I wouldn't say he's got his his credit back but tell you that I've listened to this album and a couple of times actually because it was the one I had listened to the least uh, and I thought it was going to be around that position but I'll come to that when I when I get to it but um, is there any sort of highlights from it's an album two halves really isn't it yeah aspects? Don't Blame Me is I, I went through and listed my favourite song on it um, in all the Taylor albums there's highlights yeah. there's all there's all strong yeah, yeah. Um, but as the whole as the album that was the one which just least connected to me and as I said it'll be interesting both the two albums she hasn't done as a Taylor version yeah. are the two ones which are most interesting to see yeah. how she does it how does she change reputation if she's not being if that's not the attitude I mean how do you do that sort of edgy attitude if you're not in that state in in yeah. mental place yeah. if she's happy in relationships and everything else then it'll be interesting to see how she manages yeah. reputation and obviously Taylor Swift is a country album yeah so how she does that also her voice would have changed massively yeah, since, yeah, since yeah. that album so they, that will be interesting so it might be that when the next version comes out because some of the others as we said have improved yeah because of the revised versions yeah, yeah. so it might be that that improves and goes up um but at the moment it still doesn't when i re-listen to it you say it's still not there it's a long, it's a long album. Uh, well, a lot of their albums are long albums, but I think this is one, one. If I remember from from the early days of listening to it when it first came out, it was one that I noticed it was. If you see what I mean, um, I think you're you're right. It'd be interesting because she's got she's very two different albums that she's left to last. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Reputation is the one that she does leave to last, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if her first album probably will come out around the time she starts her summer tour next year and then she'll do some of the songs on the tour because actually in her tour at the moment that's the one that's not even I don't think it's even represented apart from the sometimes when she does a sort of like a surprise song so um yeah it, would be, it will be interesting as you say I mean it also depends how much material she wrote at the time of that age you know as well so um which actually leads to my number 10 because my number 10 is you know, the debut album, Taylor Swift, and it's probably because it's a little bit too country for me, really. Um, not that I dislike it. I, I watch, I listen to it. It's a, it's a nice listen. I don't think it. Um, does it? It, it, it. I don't think it's. And a lot of debut albums are like this. It doesn't really show what she's going to become. You know, you don't. No, really, it's sort of like you think. Well, there's a good voice there. There's obviously a good musician there. There's a talent there, but. I don't think listening to it, you suddenly go, oh, that she's going to branch out to become the world's biggest uh, pop megastar. 
I don't think from that album necessarily. No, but you do get some listening through. Again, I listened to this. I listened to most of them yesterday. Yeah. Um, you you can see her style. The whole story bits are in there. Like yeah. the same sort of story songs. Yeah. Um, are in that bit. Um, so you can see some bits which you can see that transcends into a later music. But it is a country album. It yeah. is totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, and, and I think actually, it's going to be. One of the, it could be interesting to see what she does with the Taylor's version. Really interesting, in my opinion. So, it's a um, no. I mean, "Teardrops on My Guitar" I think is probably the standout, standout one. Um, but um, it's difficult because I haven't listened to this loads. And this CD I literally got off eBay for a couple of quid a while back, a while, during COVID. So I haven't listened to it loads. See, I looked around this yesterday. I think it's very strong middle to me. So something said no. Mary's song and then our song. Yeah. That section is very strong. Yeah. Um, I mean, in the UK, I think literally teardrops of my guitar got done by 14. That's about it. I was looking at the chart positions and. It was a country uh, song. And, and, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, even to get in the charts for yeah, in yeah, our country, yeah. a country song's going to be well done. Yeah. So I think it's going to be one of the more interesting Taylor's versions. How many more materials recorded at the time? Could be loads. It could yeah. be loads because at that period in time, she was probably told by the record company, I mean, there's 14 tracks on this, which is still quite a bit, but she was probably told by the record company, you've got to keep it down to this particular length. You know, probably, I might be completely wrong, but I would imagine there was more record company control in those days, I would imagine. Um, but we shall see when she does her Taylor's version of it. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of material was recorded at that period. Because what they often do with David Rams, they just get it all out there from what she's written with other people. They put in the different different contributors, and they just go with what works best and etc. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, what is your number nine song? Taylor Swift, the first album. Okay. So that is, I thought it would be bottom, but then you know, actually listening again, I I most people still enjoy that. So I listen that, I enjoy that more than I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reputation. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, so, well, we talked about uh, Taylor Swift, so that's that's good. Right, just to uh, jump in here. So I've been having issues with my podcast mic. So Simon and I have moved to the mic on the computer. So if the if the sound quality has changed a little bit, apologies. But I was just saying, um, it's I found this ranking really difficult to do. Um, Probably more difficult than a Beatles ranking or something like that. Or, or, or uh, you know, I found it really difficult because a lot of the albums are really good and there's not much in them. Most of them have at least a couple of really good that's, hits on and some good album tracks. It's that's not just, my problem. I found it like, I think I were clear, my, always clear in the, on the top and I was always clear on the lower. But the middle, and that's majority... They were there. there. Yeah, so yeah. I, could, I was like, oh, well, I could put that there or that there. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I've got number nine, and I didn't think it was going to be as low as this when I was originally thinking about it. I've got Fearless at number nine. Um, I don't know why, really, but I was just thinking of between the two, and there was a couple. I almost, well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, next one I'll, I'll explain a bit more. I mean, it's got some, it's, it's got some brilliant extra tracks on this you you got value for money it's like a second album worth of tracks on this in terms of the taylor's version um i think a little bit still a little bit country for me maybe i know it's got a slightly more rock element to it which i do like um and i sometimes find some of the songs i, I find it well, a little bit samey if i'm going to be really harsh um so i mean obviously love story is a bit of a classic but i've never loved that song so but ones like Fearless and um, uh, You Belong... Is it You Belong to Me on this one? No, that's on the... Yes, You Belong yeah, with me. me. That's a great... They're great songs. There's great songs on this. And I think there's much hints of what happens next. But I, I, just, I don't... It's so hard. It was so hard doing this at, num at number nine because I thought this would be higher. But when I was then comparing it to the others and because I've listened to a couple recently which have actually gone up in my estimations um then i thought it's actually pushed this down so there's no thought of this album i think it's just the thought of some of the other ones okay well i'll discuss mine thoughts on it when i get yeah to, yeah to... yeah so it's your number eight my number eight is 
And I was surprised to actually put it that low at midnight. And that's my number eight as well. So we might as well do this as one. Yeah. Um, I was I was surprised that I thought I thought it would be higher. But listening, what do I put down? It's very nice and relaxing, I must say. But I don't find there's any songs which were stand out to me. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say the album isn't good, because it is. It's consistent. It works for, as a single album. It's great just to listen to. Yeah. But, and I think I even, when I first listened to this, or first few times, I didn't see the peaks of certain songs where I went, that song really gets to me, or I really think it's just, it's a nice, consistent album, but it just doesn't do yeah, yeah. enough for me in terms of there's no... Yeah, there's there isn't that high point of things like oh that I really like listening to that song. That song goes on my you know Taylor best yeah. list. Um, I guess it as I said, it's a relaxing album. It is what she says. It's an evening, nighttime, yeah. more relaxing. It isn't meant to be like no, some of the other albums. It's a different sort of album. Yeah, and, it's a, and with that bit, it works. Yeah, but it just. It's just not as good as the others. It's, it's not a party album. And it's no. I think it's a natural progression from the Folklore Evermore albums as well, written with the same people. But it is. It's almost like a slightly back from a pub late with friends that stick on this in the background. And I don't mean it to be background. It's not. I mean, obviously, it has got a couple of bagging hits on it, like Antihero, etc. And... Um, um, Lavender Haze, Maroon, Snow on the Beach are all great songs. Um... One thing that my wife did say is when we had it on in the car, they all sound a bit the same and they do a little bit. And that's what I mean. I feel it feels like a single, long, relaxing album. It feels like something you wouldn't listen to a single song. Yeah, yeah. It feels like an album like that where you put it on and it it's the chill in the background and it's nice and consistent. It doesn't have peaks and things. You're not getting really fast tracks and then really quiet tracks, which doesn't work if you're yeah. sitting there. If you're sitting there, say, reading a book, It'd be a beautiful album just yeah. to have in the background. Yeah. You can listen to it while you read. And so that in that fit, I think it's brilliant, but I just it just doesn't do what the others do to me. And if you if you um download the the uh the extended version of the album, it's another massively long album as well. It, it's uh it's amazing really. The amount of material she records unbelievably how prolific I mean the, her how prolific she is is almost like how artists were in the sixties and seventies. You know, like the Beatles releasing two albums a year. That's what the Stones did. Bowie in the 70s released an album a year. So did Led Zeppelin. All those type of acts released today. It was only really the 80s when it started to be like a bit more of a gap between albums. Sort of like Michael Jackson started that a little bit. But even Madonna in the 80s was prolific, you know, especially the early 80s. So it's it's amazing how prolific she is. You know, it's incredible, really. Um and I think the biggest gap between albums is between 1989 and Reputation, three years. Mm, it is. Um, so really amazing, really. And yeah, so Midnight's is the same the same as as um, as you. We both got it at number eight. So uh, let's move on to your number seven. So seven, I went for Evermore. Um, I don't, and this is where it gets hard. Yeah, it is. Between hard, these yeah, ones yeah. here, seven to three, it is very difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and I enjoy it I think obviously Folklore is higher I think they're companion albums but out of the two I think I will listen to Folklore a lot more Yeah. and and so in that respect I think Evermore is the lesser of the album and is then pushed down on yeah. the, the rankings yeah. to me um, yeah there are songs it is nice and relaxing it is folky it is very consistent throughout and there are nobody, no crimes. You know, I love that song. And yeah. there's lots of bits and parts about it. And again, I would, I still listen to it massively. Um, yeah, these are all in my top ten. Listen to the albums. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous amount of time. You don't listen to any other music, do you? <laughs> I do listen to other music. And then you go back. on the whole, and then you go back. That's, that's... There will always be a tailor in a day if I'm at home. Well, the thing is, with your favourite artists, that's what happens, isn't it? That's what happens with your favourite artists. You just always go back to them and you don't really get fed up with them. You know, I can go back to Oasis, Blur, you know, George Michael, Madonna, Beatles, 
any time of the day and I'm quite happy to listen mm. to them. So it's it's the way it is with your favourite artists. Um, cool. Um, yes, well, I'll get on to Evermore. It's a bit higher for me. But this, I think I think the Folklore and Evermore albums, have, that's what really cemented their reputation as this sort of the surprise album suddenly coming out and they're having a bit more of that artistic credibility working with one of the guys from the national sort of like a bit of a, a like a cool american rock bands indie band so it's it's sort of given her that bit of extra artist kudos that often pop artists quite wrongly i think don't get um but i've got so this would have been nine but it's gone up to seven and that is reputation so i've listened to it a couple of times recently i listened to it at home a couple of weekends ago and I, th- I think I mentioned to you, I've completely got this album wrong. It's, it's really, really good. And I listened to it in the car the next week as well, on the way to and from work. I think it's cracking. I think it's good. I think it is an album of two halves. I But there's some album tracks I actually prefer than some of the hits, like Getaway Car. I think it's an absolutely brilliant song. That's one of the songs I always, I've, even before I've done the ranking, that was one of the songs I always play, Getaway Car. I think it's a brilliant song. And I just think that... Um, once again, I think you're completely right. The Taylor's version is going to be interesting to hear. How much more material was added to it? Um, I'm not a big fan of Endgame, but I think Ready For It is a banging opening track. Slightly different direction. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's really good. It's some, uh, Gorgeous is a great song. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's... And, and I think the second half, actually, because I think she works with the, some of the guys that worked on Evermore and Folklore and, and Lover. I think there's a slight hint of where it's going to go Yeah, at the end of Reputation. So um, I think it's an underrated album, actually. Uh, uh, it's really... That that was going to be about, I think, number nine. And it's it's probably pushed Fearless down and pushed that one up. Okay. So I know I, I, I think it's really good. Actually, and going back to Midnight, it's one of the only... Um, slight criticisms of the tour is that she ends with Midnight Strikes and somebody said somebody wrote that it doesn't end with the bangers that you possibly could have done but who knows I mean that's that's. I think it's only a very minor criticism of that most people have seen the film and gone on tour have gone to the tour seem to like it I mean um, you haven't gone to see the film have you no I did think about watching the film yeah but then I want to see the tour. Yeah. Um, and I'm sort of like, no, I don't want to see. I don't, I've not seen any other tour. In, I've not watched any bits of it. I'm just going to see the tour as the tour. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things you sort of think, well, I suppose I'm not going until next summer. Um, so there's a good gap between them. And she might change the set list, blah, blah, blah. But it does... And I know you can easily access. I mean, I've seen the set list online. I mean, you can you look at it, you can see it without really searching for it. But you sort of think, I'd rather see it first live, and then you can go back and watch the film, can't you? Yeah. So uh, I'm slightly surprised she released the film in the UK. Actually, I, I thought at first it was going to happen. But... I think she mostly wasn't because I mean, but then I think basically people said if you don't release it, everyone's yeah, just yeah. going to watch it on YouTube. And then she sold the tickets. Yeah. You know what I mean? She sold. Well, the tickets. I think mean, cinemas around the world also went like. You're doing ridiculous business here with this. Yeah, release it. We need, you know, you know, there was supposed to be talk of like, well, we need it in other studios, Odeon or whatever else. The, the worldwide ones would have said, well, we need it everywhere. Yep. Um, you'll make money everywhere. And people will just go watch it. Your fans aren't not going to watch it for a year. They're not going to go, oh, we're, we're seeing you next year. So we're not going to yeah, see it. Yeah. They're going to watch it. Yeah. So um, you might as well release it where they can watch it properly on the cinema rather than, YouTube or whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, right, so that was my number seven, Reputation. What's your number six? My number six is 1989. <gasps> I'm shocked, Simon. I'm shocked. Okay, why is it so low? <laughs> A lot of people think it's her best. Uh, it's difficult. As it I said... Too much? Do you listen to it too much? Could there be such a thing? <laughs> um, I don't know what... I listened again yesterday, and I do enjoy it. Let's go. The, all these ones I enjoy, and as I said, they can all move around. Yeah. Um, you know, Speak Now was, you know, lower, a bit different points, and then, but listening to it, I knew what my top three were. Yeah. Um, so I had a argument between three albums. Yeah. 
four, four, five, or six. This came sixth out of it. Um, I just fed the other two. There's nothing to say. I don't like the album. I do like the album. Yeah. I listen to the got album. Some bangers a lot. In it. Yeah. it has got bangers in it. But for me, it's just um, I put down it consistently, but doesn't hit peaks. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm shocked. Difficult man to believe. <laughs> uh, um, it moves on from the red st- style. Um, I also put, for me, it has the weakest vault. Um, so some of the other ones, Fearless, yeah. um, Speak Now, and Red, have all got, I think, a better it, section of vault yeah, songs. Stuff. I think this one is the album, and it maybe was higher, which has dropped because of the vaults. Yeah. So I think for me, it's listening and looking, and there wasn't many there. I'm going, oh, they're really ones added. There's some of the vault on some of the other albums. I'm like, why was this not in the album? Yeah. Um, I haven't felt that with 1989. Um, Even though one of the songs went to number one this week, didn't it? Yeah, but this is Taylor. Basically, know, yeah, she releases a song, it goes to number one. I mean, yeah, you know, she could sit go la 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 la. Yeah, anyway, as we go to number one, um, there are sort of songs I love on it. You're in love. Um, all you want to do is stay. There's, there's songs I love. Yeah, but for me, that's just where where I placed it. Fair enough. Um, well, I've got number six. I've got Speak Now, and this is actually one I've actually listened to quite a bit because I a while back I bought the original versions of Speak Now and Red on vinyl. When vinyl was actually almost affordable, and uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I think this is this is a great album. Um, I love some of the album tracks again. Enchanted, I think, is a cracking song. That would probably be one of my top Taylor Swift songs. Enchanted is a brilliant song, epic sort of real sort of rock ballad. I, I really like Enchanted. One of my favourites. Um, and yeah, the, the uh, Never Grow Up is a, is another good song. Um, maybe as you say the the vault ones because it's quite a long album anyway the vault ones are maybe not quite so good um, but still it is I think Castle's Crumbling is quite good on the vault with um, Hayley Williams from Paramore but um, yeah so that's Speak Now this is probably this and Red was probably what and 1989 with the three albums that sort of suddenly realised that actually She's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I got Speak... I think I had 1989 on CD already, and I think I then got Speak Now and Red on vinyl. Um, yeah, so uh, Speak Now is my number six. And also, it's, it is, the, just go back to it, it's also the one that she's written, she wrote every song on her own, didn't she, as well? It was Did like, you? yeah, I think that was part of the thing of it. She wanted to prove that I am a singer-songwriter, and, and it has a very sort of nostalgic quality of her childhood in it, which a lot of her albums, her early stuff does, um, but this one especially. And uh, yeah, and I think it sort of just that bridges that gap between Fearless and Red really well. It does. It moves her from yeah. Fearless, which has a country yeah. and pop mix. And yeah. I know it was, remember, it, you know, it was in the country charts yeah, and yeah. things like that. When Speak Now, I don't think it is, because obviously it's yeah. not country. Um and it moved her, that is the one which moves her yeah. from she's a good country artist to, you know, that, to fully. Uh, it also artist. moves the fans along with her. Yeah. Rather than, so you keeps the ones you've got, brings more in without jarring. Yeah. Going too far too quickly, which sometimes can happen. Um, so your number five. So my number five will speak now. Ah. Um so I put down my comments was it's improved the most I think since the first release. Yeah. Um, in both I think in both her vocals and not that I disliked it the first time, but I think the vocals work well in this one. Yeah. And but also in the vault ones, um, there's certain songs I really enjoy in it. Back to December, uh, Superman. I love that song. Um, Timeless, which is in the vault, is the last song in the vault, yeah, yeah. which is one of the songs, and I'm rubbish at memory songs to sing, but I do actually find myself just singing that song yeah, yeah. as I go along, or is the storyline. Is it one that you think, what on earth wasn't this on originally? No, actually, I don't. Oh. I literally think it is a great song, yeah. but I don't actually think it is, because it is very, it's a story, and I, it, I get it not being in the album. I get it, it's like, yeah. I can see how it gets dropped out of an album, because Though it's a song I, I get and I enjoy, it's like a very good story one. I don't think 
it necessarily was an album song. So yeah. I, I can see how that was one which got cut and how she said, but I liked it and I want to put it back in. Yeah. So I get that. Um, the only thing to get do put on that one is I don't like the word changing better than revenge. But I understand why she does yeah. it. For her fan base, I totally get it. But I don't like the new words. I think the old words work better. And But they, that's a personal choice. And she's yeah. not doing it for me. So she's <laughs> doing it. <laughs> uh, cool. No, that's that, that's good. Um, so number five, and this is the one that I had to listen to the other night to, to know where I was going to put it. And that was Lover. Um, and what, you know, we were just talking about Speak Now moving from the country to the pop. I think this moves from reputation to folklore really well. That bridge for that. I think... How Cruel Summer was, was Cruel Summer actually released originally as a single, and it's only just become because it's become they just recently got to number one in America and number two over here this I don't summer. Know if it was released first time around. Why? Or it's an absolute. It's a. This one of my favourite Taylor Swift songs, the cracking track, Cruel Summer. I found I, because other than before that, I found that it, that the hits were actually towards the back end of the album, which is quite unusual. Normally, people front load their yeah. albums. Not all the time. She she spaces them better because she puts the track where she feels it should go but a lot of pop acts put you often get the hits early in the album a lot of bands you do um so you, like you need to come down and calm down and me which and i really like me even though she doesn't really play that that much but um but i think this is a cracking cracking album because uh, london boy not quite so sure about that one but that first um cruel summer lover the man the archer miss americana Cornelia Street are all cracking tracks off this album, and I know you hold this one in quite high regard. Um, and this this is the one that probably one of the ones that pushed Fields down, and this went up after listening to it again on. I listened to it Friday night, so I cranked it up. Everyone was out. Well, not everyone. Little one was in bed. <laughs> cranked it up, and um, yeah, it was a um, yeah, it was a really good listen, and it's got some absolute cracking. Cruel Summer. Why that wasn't released as a single? It might have been. You know you. Taylor Swift fans might be going, it was, it was just the fourth or fifth release or whatever. But it's it's sort of really, I think she, I think it's the second, I think she opens with the Lover tracks on her tour. Um, I think Cruel Summer's the second track she does. So it's obviously got that impact um, on tour yeah. and it's given, had an extra lease of life over the summer. Got to number one in America literally only a couple of weeks ago. Got to number two over here over the summer. So um, yeah, from an album that's uh, four years old. So, it's not bad going, is it? No. So, yeah, you're number four. Uh, Red was number four. So it's surprised with this one as well. <laughs> um, I think ta- my favorite, I put Taylor at her peak pop. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying she's not at her peak now, because I think she is in other respects. But in that section of her that music, yeah. uh, the Speak Now, you know, Red, 1989, this is mostly the point where she's, well, yeah. she was. This was her first peak before yeah. they, yeah, got yeah. To, they, yeah, people took her down. Um, I think it's brilliant. Uh, stay, 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 and lucky one are great. Um, I think I put down here was the best section of the Vault songs out of all the albums. Yeah. Um, though, listen to Rowan is when he actually listened to the words. Yeah. Like that's just a. Yeah. Sad song. Yeah. <laughs> sad, I've read about what it's sad, about. Sad yeah, is yeah. beyond maybe yeah, the limit yeah. of that song. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoy it. Um, it's yeah, I listen to it a lot, but it's just not in my top three. Cool. No, that's that's fair enough. Um, well, I'll talk about Red a little bit later on. But number four, I think it's one that you've already had. Yes. So I've got number four. I've got Evermore at number four. Um, to be honest, I think this really does. I mean. I've listened to this a lot. Willow, Champagne Problems, Tis the Damn Season. It's a great, uh, great song. Even the two bonus tracks on the CD, Right Where You Left Me, It's Time To Go, both cracking songs. Um, Really, I mean, she must have been, during lockdown, she obviously really went for it in writing songs and and doing it because they're consistently so good. And long albums, you know, these are double, on vinyl, these are double albums. You know, it's almost... Over an hour, almost well, seventy minutes long. Well, also to think about getting this one out. I mean, like you, I get you might have done the first one. You think about some songs, yeah. but then this one comes out at end of July. Oh no! So uh, folklore comes out end of July. Yeah, yeah. This comes out in October, or November. It was, November. No, it was December. It was, it was literally. It was like a week before Christmas. Okay, so 
But even to do that after your all the work you'd be doing about folklore, yeah. you know, doing albums, the pictures and all the bits and pieces and all the things, be doing that. So everyone would be talking to you about that for months. Yeah. And then to go, oh, actually, no, here's, another, just, one. here's another one. Yeah. And just, and just go, right, yeah, well, I've got some more songs. I'm and because you released it so, so surprisingly, it had to come out on streaming first because they couldn't make the physical copies in time. So literally this, this, I can remember uh, my wife bought me this for Christmas and literally she was wait. It was like, came out so close to Christmas, obviously through the post, which you do these days. And then I think the, the vinyl couldn't, didn't come out till the year after because it was just too, too, they just couldn't make them in time, you know? So it's, it's amazing really. So, and I think it had another peak to the, I think it would have another. So basically it, it did well in the charts. I think we down to number two or three. And then it all came out physical again and went up to number one because she still sells well on physical copies. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think it's a cracking album evermore. Um, so what you got, number three? Fearless is number mm. three to me. Why wasn't Mr. Perfectly Fine released originally? Oh, what well, a great track. That, uh, that's that, probably one of the best full tracks she's released of all the talents, uh, that, isn't it? Literally in there. Oh. I don't get, and that's literally what I put. Why is Mr. Perry yeah, Fire not on the track. album? Really, really I song. do not get that. Yeah. Um, I think it's the first album of hers I listened to. Okay, oh, yeah, I was going to um, ask you about that, which was your first. Yeah, first I think song. it's Fears. Um, I don't mind country, and so I do enjoy that bit. I think they, this was definitely the first album. Yeah. I'm not certain how much before Speak Now came out it was, but Fearless was the first. Um, I love Love Story, You Belong to Me. Yeah. And I enjoy the mix between the pop and cult, uh, country. So, um, yeah. So, but yeah, Mr. Perfectly Fine. It's, I just don't get that. It's such a great, you know, yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, it's a great song. Why why that wasn't released originally. It's funny, I was going to ask you what was your, because I, I obviously was aware of Love Story, of Taylor Swift Love, because Love Story was such a big hit. But then... The stuff in the UK, the stuff off Speak Now didn't, even though I think the album got top 10, but the singles didn't do quite so well. So that period completely passed me by. So then, therefore, the next time I sort of really knew of Taylor Swift was when she was the first single off Red. We're never getting back, never ever getting back together. So it, it was, you sort of think, oh, where's she been? But she had been around. It's just that Speak Now album sort of passed us by a little bit more in the UK for some yeah, yeah. reason. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. Well, fearless number, and I think if it, as it is one of your first ones, it's probably another reason why you've got it high because often is your first when you get into an artist that out al- that album that initially get drags you in is the one that you always go back to. Um, number three, I have folklore, um, which I said by you, this is your number two. So yes, you might as well talk about yeah. it at the same time. So. Um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll do this at the same time and then I'll do my number two. So, um, well, I mean, there's not much more you could say. It's very similar to the Evermore stuff, isn't it? I think I think they're very similar themed albums. are almost like a double album. She could have released it as a double CD in some respects. It's been a big old album, but that's what it feels like. I mean, the covers are similar. The theme is similar. Um, maybe Folklore might be a little bit more accessible, maybe. Maybe because that was the first one out the gate. I think maybe. so. I think it is... Out of the pair, it is the better part of the two. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I think it is the... Because it's the first one, I think it introduces it a bit more. I think yeah. Evermore works listening to folk yeah. more. I think it doesn't necessarily work the other way around. Yeah. Um, Cardigan is, you know, which was the song she, you know, did the video and everything else, was great. And I do like that song. Um, and what you know perform... All the songs acoustically live on Disney Plus. That documentary, well, she's not a documentary. It's basically almost like a, a live performance of all the songs in the studio. That's really good as well. So, um, and it goes to show how good she is, multi instrumentalist singer, etc. Um, the last Great American Dynasty or Dynasty, mm-hmm. as they call it, on there is is very good as well. It's and the stuff with uh, Exile with Bon Iver is really good. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's not much you can. There's not much to separate the two of them. But I think the uh, folklore one is probably a little bit more accessible. Um, you can imagine them sequencing the albums and going right. We need this for this one. Oh, we've got enough for another 
sort of yeah. thing. Might be completely wrong here. Um, so yeah, so that's my number three. Your number two. So I'll do my number two, which is 1989. And I think 1989 is a brilliant album. I think of all the original 13 tracks, I don't think there's a bad one on there. I think it's brilliant. And Shake It Off, I think, is one of my favourite, if not my the, my favourite Taylor Swift song. I think it's a brilliant pop song. One of the best pop songs we've had in the last 10 years or so. I think it's amazing. Um, and it's ridiculous how it only got to number two in the UK. I don't know what held it off. Um, but yeah, I... I, I I think, as you say, I mean, the album's a bit shorter, so that's why she's managed to keep all the vault stuff onto onto one CD. And obviously, there's also the deluxe edition tracks that we have as well, which was on the deluxe edition version of the CD, Wonderland, You're in Love, and New Romantics. New Romantics is a great song as well. So I've only got the original 13-track album. Um, I have heard New Romantics before. Um, I'm just trying to work out. I think it is it over now is the song that's gone to number one in the UK. Oh, is it? I think so, yeah. Um, so uh, this week, so yeah, it's um, and I think Slut got into the top ten as well. So I think it, is there any difference? Much differences in actual. I know apart from the slight lyric change um, on Speak Now, but is there any actual differences? Any of the, apart from maybe a voice sounding? I mean, obviously we're into a stage where voice probably doesn't differ that much. Um, is there any differences in production between some of the albums? I, I haven't really noticed it. I don't know. I think you notice it a bit more in Fearless and Speak Now because they're the older albums. So I yeah. think that's more her vocals. Yeah. Um, and mostly she has got a higher, you know, there's better music. Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, but not not massively. I think you there's certain songs, especially in Fearless, you can hear that maybe her voice doesn't get to quite the same yeah. pitch yeah. she got it to in the original one. Yeah. Um, but I don't not that it detracts it just it's it's a different version. Yeah. Um, there are certain I think this album and the red, I think you just listen to Taylor version. I think I know she only wants you to listen to Taylor version. But if you listen to the Fearless album, the original, I think you might see it as a slightly different album yeah you'd hear it slightly different to what you'd hear um the taylor version of it yeah. was and you might say oh actually i'd listen to both yeah. as different albums which i don't think you do in 1989 or red i think you'd just go to fearless out the taylor version and just be happy yeah um and that's why i said it'll be interesting with the the taylor the debut album because yeah obviously her voice has changed a lot since that yeah, one yeah. um and she doesn't sing country, so, you know... Well, we're 15, 15 years down the line. Yeah, so that would be interesting to see. Yeah. Obviously, the music, you know, what she had as backing when it was her first album compared to what she can afford and yeah. has now. So that would be interesting to see. Um, but no, I don't think there's massive change. I think there is change, you know. Um, I guess I think she says she just cleans it up a bit. Yeah, but. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, well, 989, I love... 1989. It was so close between these two, and one thing probably made my number one number one. Um, I think otherwise it probably would have been 1989. But your number one has to be Love It. Yeah. Well, I thought it might be because I know you're always of high regard. So, what, what makes it, what puts it up against some of the others? Well, various things. I mean, one, it followed reputation and I'm not slighting reputation, but I did worry she was going to start becoming going that way. Yeah. So some artists do they they change and then they stay changed, and I was like, I loved you for that. Yeah. And as we said about yeah. trying to move people from country to pop, and her, her album slowly moving people. I worried that she was going to try to move from reputation to more that edge, that style. Well, a lot of that stuff of reputation does remind me a little bit of some of the stuff that Rihanna has done, etc. In the past, so it. I think maybe one of the and I don't I think the first half of the album, I think the second half, maybe reputation could be you would say it's sort of taken away a little bit of what makes her unique. Yeah, and um, and I think that's why I felt and then Lover just goes gone back. Yeah, this is Taylor. Yeah, full Taylor. Yeah, at a peak where she is the best artist in the world at this. Yeah, and that's that's it. Yeah, and so. I just love the album. I think I loved it from the first moment I heard it. I love Lover. You asked what's my favourite song. That is most of my favourite song. Of all. Of all of albums. Um, 
there are some Mr. Perfect Fine, Superman, I love, but I still love her is my favourite song of hers. Um, it is just full of fun, full of life. I can listen to this again and again. And it's it's such a bright you knew up yeah. album. Yeah. There's hardly a bit on it where it no, goes there down, is a, she doesn't there's a, drop. There's what? one song that goes a little bit country, the one with the Dixie the Dixie Chicks or the Chicks as they're now at the moment called Soon You'll Get Better, goes a bit country. Um and which is quite a sad song, Soon You'll Get Better. But that really goes back to the country element. But that is the only sort of yeah, it's so bright and yeah. fun. It's it's so, yeah, that it's so enjoyable to listen to. You want an album just to brighten you up when you're in a dull moment, that's an album to do. And so in that case, it's my favourite album. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, my favourite is Red, number one. And I think the only reason is because this second disc is so good as well. I think the on the Taylor's version, the second disc, it completely fills up the thing that it's in uh, it's in so small text on the cd sign that i can no longer read why do people put red on black <laughs> so phone off and say can you stop me like doesn't matter what i do <laughs> i don't wear glasses but maybe i should oh um, my god yeah well I, my problem is i wear glasses now i can't wear glasses to read this this is why i have to use this is why i have to use the uh my torch on my phone everybody <laughs> it's got to that stage oh here we go um yeah, so no, this I think this is I I mean State of Grace. That would be one of my favourite Taylor Swift songs. I love Red, I love um I knew you were, you were trouble. I think that's a brilliant I think that's actually better than we are ever getting back together, actually. I knew you were trouble. It's cracking so all too well, obviously. But Begin Again, what a track that is. Every time I listen to Begin Again, I always go, Oh, what a way to end this album. It's a brilliant song, Begin Again. So I think and this is also like you said this was the first I think you were like oh yeah I really like Taylor Swift and I think I was like really and I listened to this album I think my dad got it for Christmas it was something like that and then I listened to it I was like oh, I'm wrong here I think this is really this is really good and that State of Grace what an opening track it's a brilliant album and, I, and that between that and 1989 is so close but I think the Second track of the Taylor's version has tipped it over the edge. It might have been the other way round if we hadn't had the Taylor's versions. Um, but what an album. I mean, it's a real strong, she's got a really strong back catalogue. And that's 10 albums in 15 years. That's pretty good going. And that's not included the Taylor's versions of them. No, and even the normal albums before the Taylor versions aren't small albums. No. There's, there's no like 10, 11 songs, no, no. little album, 40 minutes. Like listening yesterday, going through them, like you know, it's like I, I mean, obviously I know them, but I was trying to judge yeah, yeah. certain albums. And you put play on, and it says two hours twenty. I'm like, oh, well, I can't listen to ten albums at two hours twenty. Well, that's think, not doable. The two shortest are a debut album, but that's still got. I don't know if I've got the a deluxe version or whatever, but that's still got. Well, it's got fifty. a teardrops of my guitars repeated as different versions. That's fourteen tracks. They're not massively long tracks, so that's probably about 45 minutes to 50 minutes. Yeah, that is hours. a short, yeah. And the original 1989 was only about 45, 50 minutes. So that's a two shortest albums. That's still a fair amount. Um, and it's still got 14 songs in it. It doesn't matter if they're only mm. three minutes long. But then she starts going into longer songs, more tracks. They are long albums. Um, she still, she fills up the... We've got to a stage now because vinyl is so important to a, to artists now. It's got to the stage where in the 90s, people were making these ridiculously long albums because they were thinking of the CD. So they think, oh, yeah, we can make an hour to 80-minute album because that's how long a CD is. We don't have to worry about vinyl anymore. You don't have to fit it on one record anymore because you can only basically fit about 45 minutes, 50 minutes at a push. And then you're making the groove smaller. And that, that interferes with the sound quality. Oh, right. So all those old Now albums, which used to seem to have loads of tracks on, they always used to come up quiet because the grooves were smaller. Um so, but she's one of those artists that can still go, right, I'm going to do an hour album, but I'll just release it on double record because I know everybody will buy it. You know, that's just the stage she's at, whereas a lot of bands now go, well, our album's only going to be 40 minutes, which is good in some ways because it makes, it make, you should, it cuts down stuff. They self-edit themselves so they're not doing these massive, because sometimes in the 90s we're like, why on earth is this album this long with all these long songs? Oh, that um, stupid point where songs, where they do the 
extra track at the end of the album yeah, and they do the quiet yeah, bit yeah. for five minutes and Annoying. if you listen to it you're just like oh this that is great muck, that used to muck up your iTunes because you'd have you couldn't if you were liked the last track it would mean that you have all this stuff after it afterwards and yeah. all that um, yeah so she's one of the only artists that can do that really now so she has long albums because she just put her on double vinyl triple vinyl as this this one was was it? yeah so um, yeah so so, so there we go. So, um, do you want to quickly run through your list again, Simon, from 10 to 1? So, at 10, I had Reputation. Yep. Uh, 9, Debut Album, Taylor Swift, however you want to say it. Yep. 8, Midnight. Uh, 7, Evermore. 6, 1989. 5, Speak Now. 4, Red. 3, Fearless. 2, Folklore. And 1, Lover. Cool. And I've got number 10, uh, Taylor Swift. Number nine, Fearless, eight, Midnights, seven, Reputation, six, Speak Now, five, Lover, four, Evermore, three, Folklore, two, 1989, and number one, Red. And actually, like Taylor Swift's debut album, we've managed to keep this to about 50 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it might be a little bit longer, but um, apologies if the sound quality changed. I will get that sorted for next time. Um, I think a purchase for a new microphone is probably in order. Thank you very much, Simon, for no joining me on your Taylor Swift ranking. And just to say, if you've listened to this, we like Taylor Swift. We like all her albums. You know, it's just a way of talking about each individual yeah. album in, uh, rather than doing it in chronological order um, and doing it in the order that we like. And as you can see, we vary quite quite a lot with our rankings. So this has been Music and Film Saves the World podcast, and we'll see you again very soon. Bye-bye, and thank you for listening.